TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Hello and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. Marcus Pierce here with you and as always for 481 weeks in a row, today is 482. I think it's our greatest achievement in life to release this episode every week and I do it with the yeah. golden retriever of wellness and longevity, Dr. Damien Christoph. How are you, legend? Oh, great. Thank you, Piercey. It is actually our greatest achievement. Put aside a million kids for you and a marriage that's successful, um, me, a marriage that's successful and one child, definitely 481 episodes is our most sought-after success for sure. It's unbelievable. I, I, it's yeah. amazing. I yeah. think I'll temper it a bit because you're 100% spot on. I think our best <laughs> marketing achievement since you and I both happily say we're not the world's greatest marketers. We like to communicate, but we don't necessarily tell everyone that we've dorky. released episodes and we're a bit dorky, um, bit cringy, bit dad jokey. That, but that's Sarah. No, don't don't say who it was that called us dorky. It um, it it's it a compliment. Sarah. And it wasn't dorky. It was another yeah. word that I forget. Uh, but I just. Dorky. No, it wasn't dorky. And it wasn't lame and it wasn't boring and it wasn't bland. It was something along those lines. Um, our next guest, we might quiz her and ask her if she can guess the word. But uh, Damo, yeah. I, I call you the golden retriever. We could go off so many tangents here. We could. We could. Um, I call you the golden retriever for a very good reason. Most of our listeners, and if you're new to 100 Not Out, welcome. Um, most of our listeners will know that Damo is a raging extrovert and I am not far behind him. But if you look at the most extroverted dogs going around, it is the golden retriever. They would not survive without human interaction. But we have spoken on 100 Not Out many times before just how important um, or how fabulous pets are for health and we could talk about dogs or cats or any other pets that you like but also for longevity and just last month i was in sydney at an event and i met an incredible young woman who told me a heartbreaking story and that is that every year hundreds of thousands of pets are euthanized for what as humans sounds like completely preventable or manageable reasons incontinence being just one example this incredible woman is Emily Martin. She is an award-winning entrepreneur, the founder of Dundee's, a pet health and hygiene company that specializes in reusable pet nappies. And Emily joins us on 100 Not Out today. Emily, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, Emily, I'll tell you what, uh, when Marcus told me this story, I was like, oh, yeah, that's interesting. Um, but when you look into this, it's such a big deal. It, it's a massive deal. We know uh, how important uh, a companion is in longevity stakes, um, and we know how important it is to have a pet if you want to live a long time. Um, certainly have something that makes you feel in love and warm, you know. So it breaks my heart when I think about, you know, pets being put down just because they've got an incontinence problem. What drove you to want to make a change? Yeah, certainly. So as Marcus said before, it's about 200,000 dogs that are euthanized in Australia every year when they don't need to be, which is just absolutely heartbreaking. Um, and I ended up going down this bit of a rabbit hole, I guess you'd, you'd call it, of finding out why this happens because I ended up with a dog that was about to suffer that same fate. So I rescued a little bulldog puppy named Sophie when she was six weeks old. She was scheduled for euthanasia uh, just a couple of hours uh, after I picked her up and she has incontinence. 
That's unbelievable. Like you just do a quick a quick uh, maths on that. It's four thousand dogs a week, seven hundred a day. Yeah, it's um, a crazy number. Euthanized, you know, it, just for incontinence, or is it for other preventable things as well? Yeah, incontinence is one of them, but it's a variety of different preventable reasons for all mobility concerns, uh, people just not quite understanding or knowing how they can best provide support for their pets, pets without homes. It's it's very um, a broad topic. So, Emily, this isn't the first time that someone has um, bought a pet into their life and it's a, a bit of buyer beware, but it's almost like this was not on the brochure of, of the pet that I thought that I was buying. Um, but I don't think when I when I heard your story, I was completely unaware of what would lead people to euthanize their pets um, in what seems like unnecessary circumstances. But I've I've never really had a pet in my life, so I'm not here to judge. What I am is here to be very curious about this. Can you take us through your path on what happened and and was it recommended that your pet be euthanized? And then obviously stories that you heard about other people's and because I know so many of our listeners that would have pets. And it's almost like we talk about with longevity, we're all going to get older. So we want to create a great quality of life. Now, sometimes it's possible with pets and sometimes it isn't. But can you share the story just to enlighten our listeners um, and also, I suppose, to forewarn them of of what to potentially do when um, this arises? Yeah, certainly. So Sophie, um, she's got a medical condition called spina bifida, which makes her incontinent. Uh, It can affect mobility in some cases and people can also get spina bifida too. It's a birth defect. Um, So I knew she was incontinent when I picked her up, but taking her to her first vet appointment, uh, they did suggest euthanasia. Uh, At the time, it's something that we're working on, really building awareness around that euthanasia isn't a death sentence for pets and there is ways that people can manage it, uh, which is where our business was born from. But it's not as commonly known. So if you took your dog to the vet for an incontinence concern, be it from a birth defect, maybe they've got special needs, uh, about 30% of desexed female dogs will develop incontinence as well, old age, all types of different reasons, um, your vets will likely suggest to put them to sleep or just deal with it. And a lot of owners out there don't know how to deal with it. So they end up opting for euthanasia, which is really stressful, not only for them, but also for their pets. Oh, so stressful. It's heartbreaking. I actually play golf with a guy. His name's Alex. Shout out to Alex Cancross. Uh, and a couple of years ago, uh, his little dog, um, who was only eight years old at the time, um, started to develop incontinence. And, uh, you know, he took the dog to the vet. The vet injected a few things into the dog and nothing happened, like didn't happen. And then, and then the dog was booked in for euthanasia. Uh, I think maybe three or four or five days later. And I said, mate, don't get the dog put down. Um, that's terrible. Take the dog to my mate, Ian, who works with me. He doesn't anymore. He's in Tasmania. He's a chiropractor. He's a, he's a um, canine chiropractor. And he might be able to do something. Anyway, we didn't know whether or not this was going to work. Anyway, Ian did his thing. And lo and behold, I can't remember Alex's dog's name, um, stopped you know, stop the incontinence stopped um, just from an adjustment, you know, from the chiropractor. Anyway, um, that dog went on to live in like a nearly another two years um, after that um, without any kind of incontinence problems. And and I was shocked that the answer was going to be, got to put your dog down uh, without any kind of further exploration. Um, and that, that really concerns me. And it's just a real shame that, um, that that might not be being spoken about. Yeah, owners definitely feel like sometimes they're left in the dark. Um, and as a, a practice in veterinary medicine, 
in the space. Like, we're obviously changing and evolving the way that we view our pets and the way we care for them and how they've become sort of integral family members. But our, I feel like our pet healthcare hasn't caught up as much. We're not as a interconnected community that you do see with people and holistic health. It's still sort of something that's growing in that pet space. Lita, um, Lita, sorry, <laughs> Emily, I'm, I'm doing the worst thing ever and I was multitasking here. Um, Lita? No, Lita is at Go Vita Grafton. Shout out to Lita, where I'm driving after this episode to go and do a talk. Oh, dear. I just got caught on the multitasking front. Yeah. Um, you know, when the phone rings whilst you're podcasting and you're trying to, like, decline. Anyway, yeah. sorry, Emily. Yeah. Um, so, Emily, um when I spoke to you in Sydney, and I know this is part of the story, but this is, uh, you were telling me how um, your dog you know, was going to be euthanized and that, that kind of led down the path of the business. And, and we want to talk to you about your own career um, in just a moment because I think it's an inspiring story. Uh, but you, you were talking to me, and I don't want to quote the numbers because I could get them wrong, but you were saying that over COVID, an obscene amount of Australians got a pet. Um, can you? I don't want to put you on the spot here, but if if that was if we were having that conversation, can you tell our listeners how many more pets came into the world or the country um, over the COVID period? Yeah, definitely. So COVID was an incredibly stressful time for so many people, and being in lockdown and isolation, people need connection with people or with other animals uh, in order to facilitate happiness in their lives almost. So there was an extra 1 million dogs added to the Australian population during the COVID pandemic. Um, just in some of the different countries. That's just dogs. Know, We're not even talking dogs. cats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, cats are even more. I know in New Zealand, um, in Auckland and some of their major cities, they actually had a higher increase of the pet population than they did the human population during the pandemic. That is off the charts. I cannot yeah. even comprehend. And like you said, we know that pets are so great for health and wellness, and we've mentioned many times on our podcast before, even for longevity. There's a great study um, that came um, out of the University of Pennsylvania and essentially showed that people with pets that had a heart condition were only one-sixth as likely to die during the study as those who did not have dogs. It was about dogs. And then the author, John Robbins, says, can you imagine what would have happened if the drugs rather than the dogs had been shown to cause a six-fold decrease in deaths? Um, it just goes to show you know, how powerful something like a pet... And to, to think that one million dogs came into um, Australian households in that time, it also goes to show like the innate knowing within a human being that a pet is going to bring them... Um, uh, more happiness, uh, more fulfillment, and so on. And so I think that's really empowering. But I think what you mentioned earlier about 200,000 pets a year being euthanized, it almost feels like, well, hold on a minute, maybe we need to get a bit more empowered around what it takes to look after our pets and, and maybe um, the industry needs to catch up with what we know um, around health and wellness. Just on your story, you actually were starting to be a midwife when all of this was happening with, um, what did you say your pet's name was again? I want to say Rocky. Sophie. Sophie. <laughs> Sophie. So different. It definitely isn't a Rocky. Um, they rhyme. Yeah, Sophie, Rocky. Like Lita. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely going to send Lita this episode. Um, so was it a difficult decision? I mean, you've got on, you're so modest, so I'm going to actually tell everyone for you. You are the recently crowned Seven News Young Achiever Awards Queensland 
Entrepreneur of the Year, which is just a remarkable effort. But this really was born out of a stressful situation where I imagine you're studying midwifery, you've got a pet who you knew was incontinent, but you did not think on your first visit to the uh, vet that you were going to be told to put your new pet down. How do you grapple with this as a young woman going through a somewhat stressful experience, which then ends up becoming um, an incredibly successful business where you're now crowned um, Young Entrepreneur of the Year in Queensland? Yeah, I guess um, in some ways I sort of fell into business. So um, I came across a Facebook post that said this little puppy was going to be put to sleep. Like at the time um, when I saw this post come up, I was actually in biomedical science at uni, full-time uni student, moved out of home from a regional town up to Brizzy, um, trying to survive off of study assist with two great dames. I'm like, yeah, let's add another dog. That's a great idea. Um not a great idea financially. Make sure you're, you're financially stable before you add more pets to your family. <laughs> yes, um, <laughs> or even human pets, yes. Yeah. Um, so um, went and picked up Sophie because I couldn't stand the thought of seeing this little dog get euthanised for something that could probably be treated or managed in different ways. Took her to her first vet appointment. Um, I always tend to put my dog's uh, expenses above my own um, and then, yeah, got, got that news. She went on rounds of antibiotics. We tried laser physiotherapy, acupuncture therapy, hydrotherapy, um, all sorts of different treatments to try and give her the best quality of life. Um, she is now a very happy, healthy and active dog. Uh, she just doesn't know when she's going to the bathroom. So that's her only little uh, downfall that she has, but she doesn't know any different. So during that time, I needed to find a product that worked for her. I tried everything, imported stuff, went through a lot of huggies. Um, baby urine pH is different to dogs though. So she got some scalding and infections, oh, uh, definitely questioned gosh, if I was doing what, the right thing. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's actually an interesting thing to talk about. Keep going. I just, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I was just like, ouch. Um, yeah. Who would have thought, who would have yeah. thought, you know, like you need a different nappy. Yeah, needed a different nappy. So yeah. um, I worked in conjunction with my vets for over 12 months at the time just trying to find a product that worked for Sophie because I wanted to give her the best quality of life that I could. I committed to saving her, so I wanted to make sure that I was going to fulfil through on my commitment to her on that. Developed this nappy and then I had people reaching out to me saying like, hey, can you make this for my dogs? Um, and then my business was sort of born from there. So it started as a, a kitchen table, you know, try and make some side hustle money so I don't have to keep eating two-minute noodles as a uni student um, whilst going through midwifery and then scaling my business from there after it took off. So went from a bit of a side hustle to, you know, three years in uni growing the business to having to stop, have a gap year. Uh, I still haven't been back, so it kind of it gets a bit more than a gap year. Um, <laughs> uh, and scaling my business now to a team of 14. Wow. Wow. That's unbelievable. I can't believe you've only got one massive award. Like that's, that, does, <laughs> that deserves heaps more than that. Can't believe it's only the Entrepreneur of the Year for Brisbane. This has got to go. This has got to go global. Um, Emily, that's quite incredible. One of the things that uh, we talk about um, for longevity. In fact, we talk about three things that secure longevity. One is movement. Second is purpose, and the other one is engagement. And it would appear to me that you found a purpose. Like, and so even though you're very little and young, like at 20, what, 23. <laughs> 23, 23, unbelievable. Kicking goals, employing 14 people, um, keeping them off the dial, and you are contributing to the planet and contributing to the country and con contributing to your community. I 
could hazard a guess, you might live beyond 100 um, if you keep on doing this. So, you know, there's a long life ahead of you. Where do you see this going? Is it going to be limited to dogs? Could this happen, you know, for cats? Is this an issue for cats? Um, how far could this go? Yeah, so I do uh, make nappies for cats, funny enough. Uh, I just oh, had a customer come through this morning. Yeah, they do. Um, yeah, we're nappies designed for pets, so right, they, okay, they have a right. special shape to fit animals' bodies. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I've got I've got big goals for Dundies and where I want to take it. It is definitely my passion in life and my drive to try and change the way we view pet care and animal welfare and create sort of a more harmonious environment for us to look after our pets. I feel like when people give the best to their pets and their pets are happy and healthy, in turn, people are happy and healthy as well. Mm. So is it a cundy? <laughs> or dog undies, cat. and then I wanted to do cat undies, but it sounded a little bit too, uh, mm, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I almost, I almost swallowed my spit then, Damo. That was a bit awkward. But, yes, I think dundies is the way to go, Dundies Emily. for cats. Yeah, yeah dundies yeah, for right. cats is probably yeah. <laughs> I think someone nearly had a car accident listening to that bit, yeah. <laughs> What did he say? Rewind. Go back. Hey, Siri, go back 15 seconds. Oh. What did he say? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Well, we love Dundies, Emily, and we love your story. And if even it just reduces uh, what I would call preventable euthanasia by 5 or 10, but I think it's going to reduce it by thousands upon thousands. And I just think that is a beautiful thing because it will bring a lot more fulfillment and happiness to a lot of pet owners, a lot more dignity to a lot of pets um, and just a greater result for um, the world. So well done on everything that you've achieved so far, but also the impact that you're having. Can you tell everyone uh, how to get in touch, how to find out more about Dundies? Yeah, so you can find us on all social media platforms. Instagram is definitely the place to go. We're just dundies underscore AUS. If you want to see lots of cute dog bum pics, uh, <laughs> plenty of them there. Otherwise, we are easily able to be found on our website, which is just dundies.com.au, on our Facebook channel uh, and YouTube as well. Well, Emily Martin, it's been a joy to have you on 100 Not Out. And as we like to wish every single one of our guests, may the rest of your life, Emily, be the best of your life. Thank you so much. Damo, thanks again for your wisdom, my fellow golden retriever. I don't know. Am I a golden retriever or am I some annoying dog? What am I, Damo? Probably like Jack Russell, I reckon. No, don't put me into Jack Russell. No, no, no. I don't want to be a Jack Russell. <laughs> nah, would... you'd be a golden retriever with me. Can sure. I be Maybe, a golden actually, retriever with you? You'd be a chocolate lab. You'd be a chocolate lab because you just eat whenever and like come and, yeah, I reckon you'd stick your nose in people's crutches too. Yeah, I reckon you're definitely a chocolate lab. <laughs> okay, from the Labrador and the Golden Retriever, uh, we thank you for joining us on 100 Not Out. And until next week, as always, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. Bye for now. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.